0: Hey everyone, Jen Amos here. I have a quick and very exciting announcement before we jump into this special holiday interview with my family. So guess what? My birthday and Nani's birthday is this month in December. And what better gift can you give us is the opportunity to participate in the Golden Crane Awards 2020 held by the Asian American Podcasters Association. A little bit about this award. This award honors podcasts of distinction and overall excellence. While the purpose is to recognize and increase visibility of Asian and Asian American podcasters, winning a Golden Crane also encourages underrepresented showrunners to further strengthen their voices and highlight their work. So whether you're new or an avid listener of this show, we want to encourage you to help us represent and continue to do what we can to get our voices amplified and heard. And the way to do that is to help us get nominated for a Golden Crane Award. It's pretty simple. Just check out the show notes of this episode to see how you can help us get nominated today. So just a quick tip, if you would like to get the $15 fee waived to help us get nominated, simply join the Asian American Podcasters Association Facebook group, which you can find in the show notes of this episode. Once you submit your name and email, that qualifies you to waive that $15 fee And nominate us you also don't have to be a podcaster to help us with this nomination and for the details where it does ask what your podcast show is make sure that you go ahead and put in there the filipino american woman project as well as our website tfawproject.com so once again if you love nani and i and you want to give us the best birthday present ever for december we would love for you to help us get nominated for the Golden Crane Podcast Award presented by Asian American Podcasters Association. All right, that's it. With that said, please enjoy this wonderful holiday special that I have the fortune of having with my mom and my sister. And welcome to a special episode for the holiday season here at the Filipino American Woman Project. I am your founder, producer, and co-host, Jen Amos. And as always, I'm a co-host for a reason because I have another amazing co-host with me, Nani Dominguez. <laughs> Nani, welcome back. Hello, hello, everybody. Yes. And we are excited because this is the first episode I've ever done where I get to interview my family. So Nani is meeting my family for the first time. So I have my mom here and my sister. So Mm -hmm. my mom's name is Marcy Amos. So hi, mom. Welcome to the show. (laughs) Hi, everyone. Thanks for having me. Yes, I'm especially happy to have you, Mom, because we've never done this before. So Nani's witnessing a whole new experience that we're doing right now. And of course, my lovely adult baby sister, Josephine, who I call sister. So if you guys wonder, like when I say sister, it's her. So sister, welcome to the show. (laughs) Hi, I'm so excited to finally be on the
1: show. (laughs) I, I back in the day did that Facebook video, but I was so nervous that I wouldn't allow you to interview me that I pre-recorded <laughs> it did. and sent it to you. <laughs> and so I told myself not to practice for today and to just go with the flow. So I'm excited to be with y'all.
0: Oh, that's great. I'm happy to hear that. And, you know, very often I know that some of our listeners are your friends and they'll come to you and say, oh, my gosh, that's your sister. So I'm curious what that experience has been for you to have people approach you and be like, oh, that's your sister on the podcast show. <laughs>
1: So many times. Yeah, like a lot of the people from New York who've been on the show are close friends of mine. And getting involved in the Filipino community here in New York has been very transformative. And I do get approached, or I guess, in my circles, usually led by Jael, Jainal and Umipik. A lot of people are like, Amos, like Amos, oh my gosh, like I love that show that got me in touch with my Filipino ness and all the intricacies of it. And it's been awesome to watch it grow through this international network of the nice.
0: Yeah. Well, thank you for sharing that because it's like, I don't know what it's like to be, you know, a sister of, you know, something else, you know? And it's great to get your perspective on that. And mom, I don't know if anyone's ever talked to you about my show. Like, have you ever listened to our show here?
2: Yes, at least in one of those, like the last one is when you're talking with, with Scott, mm-hmm. when you uh, interview about your podcast.
0: Oh, yeah. My other podcast show. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, yeah. Yeah. Mom used to watch on my Facebook lives back in the day. So, yeah. so she was very supportive. I always yeah. said like, hi, mom in the videos. <laughs> yeah,
2: I'm your fan. <laughs> yeah. <Aww. laughs>
0: <laughs> All right. Well, before I get ahead of myself and, and shift gears and, you know, tell more of your guys' story, I thought I'd check in with Nani and see if there was anything you wanted to add. I know I feel like there's not much, but I thought I'd ask anyway. <laughs> yeah, no,
3: I think this is long overdue. I'm so happy to have you guys here and to finally be interviewing our family on the show and getting to meet you both. So Welcome. Welcome.
1: thank you thank you yeah likewise I wanted to or I said earlier before the recording that Nani I consider you a extension of our family and I've listened to you both for hours and so I feel like I know you already (laughs) even though we haven't met
3: yeah no for sure I appreciate you saying that and I've obviously heard so many good things about both of you from Jen so again so long overdue and happy to have you both here
0: yeah. All right. Well, with that said, let's go ahead and shift gears. It's so weird because I'm like orchestrating this in front of my family. So it's like, it's like, oh, <laughs> this, this is like weird. Like, am I too professional right now? <laughs> but, you know, I think very often I talk about my family on the show and, you know, I share my perspective and my experiences with the family. But now that I have the family here, I think it's a great opportunity. For- for you know, you both to tell your story and your side and your perspective of you know what it's like to be a Filipino American woman. So I want to start with you, Mom, just real briefly. For since our listeners don't know you, give us a snapshot of your life today. Like I know you're working from home, and while you're at home, what is keeping you busy or excited about life nowadays?
2: Yes, uh, I'm busy at home uh, working as a teleworker. I work in the government for. 30 years now.
0: Yes, congrats, Mom.
2: Thank you. It's my anniversary last November 12th. Wow. And I'm just so grateful and thankful, you know, to God that every time I wake up in the morning and breathing and moving, you know, Mm -hmm. I really praise, you know, that I have a purpose in life, you know, Mm -hmm. to live, to live. So right now I'm just, you know, excited, you know, and happy to work. And in fact, I'm gonna be on vacation for this coming Thanksgiving. Ooh. And I have a lot of project going on right now in my house, like changing my, you know, flooring all the rooms. So mm-hmm. when you come by here in the future, when this pandemic zero you know, is over, you know, you can see it. <laughs> what yeah, is my the work improvement?
3: you were doing? Yeah, yeah, she's busy. Uh,
2: yeah, and plus after my work, I have my garden here. Mm-hmm, I planted mm-hmm. all the fruit trees. And all the vegetables that I'm eating every day, you know. Nice. I have it. (laughs) That's my life nowadays. And I'm just, you know, I always go out every day walking, Mm -hmm. get some fresh air. And that's my life. You know, just go to the grocery. That's all. Yeah. Home. All the time, seven days a week. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, sounds
3: like no. you got your quarantine routine down. Yeah,
2: yeah, that's my quarantine. But you know, <laughs> yeah, I like you're it. staying busy. Yeah, I like it. You know. Mm-hmm. So,
0: yeah, I was. A, I was really happy to hear when your job sent you to work at home and like early on, and then they kept extending it. And it sounds like it's indefinite right now. Like, do you have any idea of if your job is going to bring you back to the office?
2: I think so. Because my manager called me the other day that she might needed me, you know, to come back to work. So maybe next month, (laughs) but I'm on vacation. So (laughs) there you go. Next (laughs) month, I'm just going to be working like for two weeks, and then I'm going to be on two weeks vacation in December until, you know, mm-hmm. come back after New Year. Because <laughs> I have a lot of use or lose lib mm-hmm. that I have to burn. <laughs> yeah. You know, I, I hope this pandemic is over so I can travel. I can use all my lib, you know. Yeah. Like I did last year. Too. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. I missed all of the fun, mm-hmm. road trips, like a few years ago. Me and Jen and Josephine were road tripping across America. (laughs) Yeah, I heard
3: about that trip. How was that for you? Yeah. sounds like so much
2: fun. Yeah, it is. Uh, Right, that's all.
0: (laughs) Yeah, well, thanks for sharing, Mom. Yeah, so for our listeners... (laughs) I think I brought up the story. Well, I brought up the story of my mom coming to Virginia because she wanted to travel to Canada to see our relatives up there. And I didn't know we had relatives up in Canada. So we did that. And then we made our way down to visit my sister in New York City for her production, Raise Panai at the time. And that was, I can't believe that's already well over a year ago now since that's happened. But that was a fun trip. (laughs) I'll just leave it at that. But thanks, Mom, for sharing. Thank you so much. You're welcome. Let's go ahead and transition over to my sister. (laughs) So, sister, give us a snapshot of your life today. What keeps you busy or excited nowadays?
1: Well, I first want to comment on how cute Mom is and how much... You didn't Thank even you. say um. <laughs> I know, right? <laughs>
2: you're, you're, so, you're so good at
1: this. What are you talking about? <laughs> um, <laughs> see, I said um already. She's a so, natural. <laughs> yeah, that was wonderful. I love. Yeah, that. and English um, is.
0: I mean, I don't know, mom, if English is a second language, but it's like, it's yeah, just you're very. Wow, very articulate. <laughs>
2: It's great. Yeah, it is my it's second great. language. Yeah,
0: we took English for granted. That's why we're saying ums because Apparently, we, we didn't good. have to learn another language. But anyway, yeah. go oh, ahead, sister.
2: Oh, forgive me not to share it with you. I didn't teach you when you were younger. <laughs> I mean, oh, the Tagalog. The yeah, Tagalog. well, it's, it's okay. okay. We, we, we
0: survived. We're doing okay. Yeah. <laughs> anyway.
1: Okay. Uh, <laughs> wow. So, I don't even know how many months it's been, but my life has been pretty static or pretty much the same the last couple of days. I started a software engineering program, I don't know, 10 weeks ago. Mm-hmm. And it's been in the making for about a year or so. I've worked a lot of different jobs in my life. I lived abroad for a couple of years and kind of did a lot of assistantship or education or just whatever I could find and was living my life very openly and very, I don't know what's next, but I'm just going to go with what I, with what comes to me. And so being in New York for the last three years, it's been very interesting. You touched upon Reese Panay, and I know that you've talked about it a lot on this show, but that experience kind of helped me figure out what I'm going to do next. And mm. it just so happens that, you know, I met a lot of people in tech. I was dating someone in tech. A good friend of mine from Ray's Panay also went this route and really just inspired me and opened me up to these possibilities of building whatever I want or contributing mm. to a larger social impact. And obviously, ideas of capitalism and security and salary and all that stuff comes into play as well. And so it took a while for me to kind of believe in myself that I could pick up something new that's so different from my narrative of not really being good at school or not really being interested in anything in school. And I've really been able to flip it kind of through all of the inspiring people I've met in New York and just opening myself up to an idea of this like higher self. Mm -hmm. So I started picking it up and I applied during the quarantine and was able to get in. And that was huge. So kind of my days have been learning, being really in this, I guess, this cocoon, or this incubator of learning and being a sponge to all of these new languages and technologies. And so I'm building a web app. (laughs) And I, yeah, just kind of doing things that I never thought I'd be able to do. And so most of my days... I usually go out for a walk by the water. I live in the Lower East Side of Manhattan and it's been really nice. Some people say New York is dead, but it's actually still quite lively and been enjoying the fall leaves. My friends have been very careful and we would go get COVID tests and then go on a road Mm -hmm. trip or like go on a hike or whenever we do spend time, which has been, of course, less and less and less, we do spend a lot of time after we get tested. And so that's been wonderful to have them available to me because otherwise I live alone and just dancing and singing and talking to myself every day. And (laughs) it's nice to get out and see people. And yeah, I try to move. Definitely at the beginning of quarantine, I was working out a lot more. And now I kind of just like Okay, I walked around the block. That's good enough for today. (laughs) (laughs) I do stretch a lot, though, and that's been great. Ah. And I eat a lot of ice cream. I'm obsessed with Trader Joe's. They have so many different, like, mochi ice creams. And the Thai tea one is... Ooh, my favorite. I bought, yeah, I bought, like, five boxes of that. And just lots of ice cream. (laughs) But this time has really been teaching me, like, how to continue searching for those moments of joy. Like, my friend bought Bubbles and she was like, yeah, like, you know, whatever brings you to your child self. Mm. And I bought this big green yoga ball. And I was like bouncing on it and just like pretending that I was a kid again. Yeah. So it's really like reaching for all of these moments of joy when there's just, you know, so much negativity.
0: Yeah. Well, thank you for sharing. I have so many thoughts, but I, I thought Nani should go first because you're saying yeah, a lot. <laughs> Yeah, no, I mean, I'm so happy for you about your program.
3: I think it's great that you're finally, you know, coming into your power and taking initiative to like dive into those spaces where you maybe didn't feel as confident before. That is something, a little piece of inspiration, I think that we can all take with us, as well as, you know, reaching for those small moments of joy and just helping them to add up and creating it for yourself, really. And also, Just want to acknowledge you for all of the ladies that we were able to connect with from Ray's Panay. When I first started on the show with Jen here, it was that whole like cohort of ladies that we interviewed first, pretty much. And so Mm -hmm. they really shaped the foundation of my experience here with this project. And I know that you were obviously at the epicenter and the reason for those connections that we had. So I think in a lot of ways, that project, Raise Panay, has been such an essential building block in all of our growth within the community, not just ours and yours, but everybody that they were in touch with. So yeah, thank you for being that connection and connecting us with all those really cool people.
1: Of course. Thank you. And thank you again to mom and sister for I don't <laughs> I feel uncomfortable calling you Jen too. And I stopped <laughs> calling you and I actually called you Ati for all of my childhood. And it wasn't yeah, until okay. high school that I found out it was pronounced Ate.
0: Yeah,
1: <laughs> and then we, and then we switched to sister, and I don't know, so sister. Yeah. But I really appreciated you coming all the way up to New York to watch me and my production, and just the whole experience. And it meant so much for to have your support there. It was such a vulnerable time, <laughs> and yeah. so it was wonderful having you stay with me.
3: Yeah. yeah, and I know that's a a huge pride point for Jen as well. At least you know here on the show, she's talked about it so much about how. <laughs> Proud she was and impressed by your performance and all the work that you did on that. So, yeah, congratulations on that as well, even though it's old, I know.
0: (laughs) (laughs) Yeah. Wow. You guys are like making me emotional. But, (laughs) you know, just, just some things to acknowledge for my sister. Uh, okay, it's like older sister talk right now. Okay, I'm gonna compose myself. Um, <laughs> just cry. Just cry. <laughs> just tearing mom, up already. Mom, mom's just like hanging out. Mom's like, hello. <laughs> Big <daughter."> smile, mom. <laughs>
2: yeah.
0: Uh, I'm gonna bring mom into this next. No, I I just wanna take a moment and just express how you know grateful that you're my sister because you know, this is going back to when mom became a single parent. And, you know, one of the big motivators for me to be the best version of myself was you, you know, and just trying to, yeah, be the best version of myself in hopes that, you know, that could, you know, not that I was expecting you to see me as a role model, but I hope that you had some positive influence in your life growing up. And I had hoped that I could be that person for you. I remember when I think it was like before I raised Panay and before you really started to seek out like personal development, like for yourself, where I was deeply impacted when you brought up in our conversations that you didn't feel like you were enough of blank, you know, like fill in the blank, you know? And I took that personally, actually, I thought like, wow, I failed, you know, as an older sister, like I thought I did the best that I could to make her feel confident. I'm like, I'm crying now. I to feel confident in herself. That's you know. Nice. <laughs> yeah. So anyway, I'm just, you know, just, just even in the last like two years and everything you've gone through, and that's up to you to share, obviously, but I, I'm just so like Ray's Panay was very impactful for me too, because I know, like, I know the work that you put through that, you know, I know the work you put into that. And one fun fact that people should know is that Typically with Raised Panai, you'll have like a, what do you call like a co-producer sister? Is that how you describe it? And so all the generations had always had a co-producer, but you were the first one to run it by yourself, to produce it by yourself. And you raised a lot of money out of that. It remind us like how much you raised for your production. We
1: were able to raise about 15000 and that all went to Roots of Health, which is essentially a Planned Parenthood or the only organization that provides sex health education and reproductive services in the Philippines. And I was lucky enough to be able to go there in February of this year, which was truly life-changing, honestly. And I'm just really grateful to be involved and have been able to contribute my time and energy and all of our stories to such a worthy Cause It definitely put so much into perspective with what they're fighting for or what women and children are afforded and what opportunities are taken away when they don't have these services. So really proud, really, really proud, maybe probably my proudest accomplishment so far.
2: Wow. Yeah, no That's big deal. <laughs> yeah.
0: Yeah. yeah. And so to me, and also the weird thing and we never really talked about this is that I don't think we ever really connected to our Filipinoness to each other. You know, we never really talked about it. I always just kind of, you know, all the people I saw in your life, it just seemed like you didn't really associate with other Filipinos. So I never brought up that conversation, but for you to have found the sisterhood in New York and how powerful they are. There's all of them are just uniquely powerful in their own way. It reassured me because it's like I kind of feel like we started to build our own like Filipino community individually, you know, like with what I'm doing on the podcast show, which you're doing with Ray's Panay. So I feel like our conversation today couldn't have come at a better time because it's like you have this sisterhood out there. And and even before we started recording, you had mentioned that you were just going to be present today. Like you didn't rehearse for this. You didn't overthink it. And I think that says a lot about you because I know like from my experience, like how, I mean you did travel the world and made it up as you went. But, you know, again, sometimes I do notice like how much you like to overprepare or, you know, kind of explore your options before like diving into a certain decision. So for you to show up today and just be candid and and raw with us and, and tear up with us, I just, I want to thank you for that. Like you're my adult baby sister. And, you know, I'm always proud of you for everything you've done. <laughs> <laughs> keep your shit together Jen um yeah. okay that's Hi. nice mom's saying yes so I thought I <laughs> with mom how you doing mom
2: I'm pretty good okay I'm, I'm, it's Saturday today so I supposed to do my yard because I worked so hard yesterday wow yeah teleworking and now I'm gonna I'm gonna enjoy my weekend and six days off at work so
0: okay good good yeah. you're so funny mom yeah, mom just totally changes the subject every time we check in with her. It's
2: great. <laughs> every time we get emotional. Yeah, so
0: so sister, I, know. Uh, I, oh. I see
2: you were crying, Josephine. <laughs> yeah, I
1: am, and you you can acknowledge that. That's okay. <laughs> You don't have to
0: change the subject. (laughs) (laughs) Smile is so big. Hey, that's our mode of survival. When emotions arise, we change the subject. Like that's just that's just Mm -hmm. what we do like culturally. So it's it's fun to have seen that happen just now. Mm -hmm. (laughs) Just Mm -hmm. like kind of witness that. But anyway, I said a lot, sisters. So I thought I did give you you a chance to to speak in your defense.
1: (laughs) I was like, oh man, I should take some bullet notes right now, but then I
0: didn't. (laughs) Ah, That's okay. That's
1: okay. (laughs) Yeah. I love being able to be here candidly and be confident enough to just know that, or to be confident and grounded enough to just speak from the heart. And that's definitely a huge transition from, you know, a year, two years ago. And really, I accredit to Raise Panay completely. That was definitely You know, I went from like zero to 100 in community organizing Mm -hmm. and having a community. I really didn't feel like for two years in New York, I really didn't have a deep sense of community. I had some friends from college, but I didn't really feel like I was connecting with them. And now Mm. my relationships are just so full and just so we just really see each other. And a lot of that has to do with all of the decolonization schooling that we've been through. And I think now, whenever I'm in those circles, I know how hard people are connecting with their history, their family Mm -hmm. history, their sense of value in our society today. And I just think there's this deep questioning that the people I come across now are in. Mm -hmm. And I really connect with that. (laughs) You know, I really feel like we're out here growing ourselves and becoming our best selves and really supporting ourselves and seeing each other struggle. And Raised Penai was such a, uh, it was so powerful to be able to, well, when my generation was very, I guess, intergenerational and one story that sticks out as is uh, <laughs> I, I don't know. I think crazy, am might listening to this show as well, but she's a mom of four and she's a cancer survivor. And some of the conversations that we we're having in our rehearsals, you know, whether it was about decolonizing, whether it was about sex, whether it was about just our value as people, she was like, "I've never had these conversations before," mm-hmm. and and it just makes me so grateful that we can be in that questioning because I think in this questioning, we really, you know, get in touch with who we are. And that builds our confidence. And being able to break down, open up on like a weekly basis, and then share that in front of, you know, hundreds of people built a lot of strength. And it's so great hearing you reflect on Raise Panay. Again, even now, I just feel like I've been in a deep reflection of it since it started. And so it's good that You know, I'm still crying about it. Like, it's good that I still feel these strong feelings about it because just because it ended, you know, a year ago doesn't mean that healing and that questioning has ended. Like, that's just something that's part of my daily practice and that I take forward with me and share also with others that I meet. And it's been, it's been a lot. (laughs) It's been, it's been a lot. So much has happened. But now, I guess the point of it is my relations with others and then my sense of self has really elevated throughout that process being so difficult. (laughs) I really (laughs) felt like I was crying every single day. I just felt, you know, and then I I had so much like therapy and so much. Mm -hmm. I took Nicole masha Manifesting Magic like three times. Oh, you did? Oh my God. I did. Yeah. Yeah. And it it was great because like now I really practice gratitude and really practice my imagination muscle a lot which is great so now when i do spiral down when i used to many times in my life without having these tools it either doesn't last as long or mm. i really see those my close friend trina said that like i was asking her the difference between spiraling down to like that really dark place and going lower and lower and lower or and she pointed out the difference of spiraling down looking around to really see those dark emotions with the intention of healing and so Mm -hmm. there's been like a shift in when I do have those sad days of like oh this is sad this really sucks (laughs) like I hate everything and that just gets worse and worse but if I go into it with the intention of like this is really shitty. I don't know if I'm allowed to curse. Oh, it's <laughs> this is- explicit.
0: Yes. Yeah, okay. This show. really
1: this really sucks and I'm going to feel this so that I can heal. And yeah. I think that's been just a huge shift as well in my life. I'm going kind of going on tangents, but no, So much yeah. for race and I and I'm so happy that like we we have can have these conversations and I also think that our family dynamic changed. A million percent in the last year as well yeah in the beginning of quarantine i experienced a breakup and i've never in my life would have thought i would have a video chat with mom and kuya and chang and they would be receptive to it and like talk to me about it and make me feel better from it and that's huge because our family really didn't talk much at all growing up and so it just goes to show that the more you grow and like question yourself in your life that you can change your this is corny but yeah you could change your reality you can change your narratives and i'm going to stop
0: now <laughs> that was beautiful that was beautiful nani i just wanted to check in with you <laughs>
3: yeah no i forget uh, what i was listening to the other day but someone was talking about a conversation between like someone from our generation and like their parents and or maybe it was their grandparents And the grandparent was basically saying, no, you guys are, you know, because there's always that like intergenerational conflict. And the grandparent basically said, no, you guys are all going to be okay because you guys talk about your trauma. You talk about your hurt. Mm. And it's true. We are as a community really learning how to unpack and unlearn and decolonize and relearn in such a collaborative and like collective way that feels it's a different type of like support, you know and we're all learning from each other. So I really appreciate you being so thorough in, you know, describing the ups and downs that you've experienced, because like I was talking about with Jen earlier, before we were recording here, everyone is at different place in their journey listening to this show and so Mm -hmm. just because you know Jen and I have had some really extensive conversations about a lot of these topics in the past so maybe we don't talk about those things as much or as in depth as we do now I know a lot of people will resonate with everything that you described and or at least some part of what you described and really find value in hearing your story so yeah it means the world to have you kind of give us a little glimpse into your world.
1: Oh, and I didn't acknowledge enough of my sister. And (laughs) I'm remembering what you (laughs) talked about having that sense of responsibility for me or how I felt about myself. And one, like, I really appreciate that you felt that way. But I absolutely see you as a role model. I think <laughs> I I think I wrote an essay about it in fourth grade. <laughs> like <laughs> Yeah, I was like, my sister is my hero. And um oh. and how I think what you taught me the most was you taught me a really great sense of expansiveness. Like you really reached for so much leadership and you did so many things that really taught me that I can do anything, you know? Um, you reached these leadership positions where you touched people's lives. And I remember you would come home and be like, I made them all cry. And then the next weekend <laughs> uh, and you're like Filipino organizations because of your presentations were like so good. And then like the next week you'd be like, I made them all cry from laughter. <laughs> <And> like <laughs> I just it was it was just like man, like I want to have that impact. Like I wanna have I want to believe in my voice as much as my sister does. And yeah bring that forth and like, you know, create this huge network as well. And so you're absolutely a role model. And I'm sorry you felt responsible for my <laughs> self-worth. But you did, you did absolutely uh
0: help build my self-worth. And you oh. as well, mom. <laughs> I could talk about mom later. <laughs> Let's get no, I was kidding. Let's get no, no, I'm kidding. Yeah. Thank you for saying that. Cause it's like I think that, you know, from one older sister to a younger sister, it's like, I think like at the end of the day, like we're individuals and we have different realities. Like the way I was raised was completely different from the way you were raised, even though we lived in the same household, you know, like very often, I feel like I was sort of a barrier from all the problems that we were going through as a family. And I always felt like I always joke that mom saw you as like the golden child and she's the one that calls you baby girl and stuff like that. And, you know, that actually never got to me because it was like, I'm just so glad that my sister feels loved. Like that's the most important thing for me you know that mom loved you i mean loves you in that way and so it's just funny i just poke jokes at mom sometimes on the show but she knows i love her <laughs> and she's sort of listening right now is she there mom you there yeah
2: i, I both love you
0: <laughs> okay thank you we mom. love you too We love you oh, too you, and then the last thing <laughs> yeah and john and jo- yeah, yeah. Oh, yeah. Here. <laughs> we are we We're. It's established that mom loves all her kids. Okay. Yes. Yeah.
2: Yeah. You're equal. All of you are equal.
0: Yeah. Okay. No, I was kidding. <laughs> yes, I believe. Okay, sister, oh, you were gonna say something. Yeah,
1: one more. I keep, I keep remembering stuff that you said to be. Yeah, I definitely learned most how to heal from you, just because of you know all of your women's groups. We talked about therapy and our different experiences <laughs> with therapy, but how much dedication you put into your own healing was huge because that, well, when I, you know, with Raised I, my piece was about all of the different types of abuse. Yeah. Mom and grandma experienced as abstract and short as my piece was, it was really the center of it was just the amount of abuse we've taken. And Yeah held strong for our families. And what was so difficult about that piece was the sense of guilt I felt of not being able to protect the ones I love or like not understanding how to accept the situation. And like, what do I do with this information? Like this new information of, you know, these sexual assaults and these marriage abuse and still grappling with that. Honestly, it's still like an open question, but you know, I always look to you for how you've yeah, I've been so dedicated to your healing and all of the different resources you've utilized. And that really taught me that, you know, if if I want to heal, I can, like, <laughs> I can find the support I need. And I am not alone. And that's huge as well.
0: Yeah, and I'm so glad that you did that for yourself, you know, because at the end of the day, and Nani and I were talking about this offline, that what we want for the show to really be is a mirror to our listeners to see themselves, you know, to see to see themselves in our stories and the things that we share and to own it, like to own your story or your narrative. Because when you do, then you know that you matter and you know that you need help, that you know that you deserve to get the help that you need. And so it's just great to hear that. I'm so glad that I was who I was because it inspired you in your own way to like save yourself essentially, you know, and seek help and not necessarily look to external factors for a sense of approval. Or, I mean, of course we tend to struggle with that. I think that's always going to be a women's issue to, to seek like some external approval of some sorts, Mm -hmm. but I'm just so glad that you took that initiative and you did the hard work, you know, to work through all of that. And I also liked how you said that you continue to do it. It's part of your daily routine to heal because you don't just heal once.
3: So, right. It's a mm-hmm. never-ending process, mm-hmm. and I just want to jump in and offer that that is totally the Gen effect. You know, <laughs> sister, you have had the privilege of, you know, growing up with someone like this and having that role model in your life, you know, as you were growing up and through your adult life now. But on this show, you know, I can definitely say that she's had the same effect on so many of us, including myself, Mm -hmm. and really been such a catalyst in teaching me also, you know, how to heal and what to do to heal. So I know it really resonates with me to feel kind of like lost in the sauce that way and to have, you know, such a light like Jen uh, be (laughs) there to guide us through those times is like, you know, it speaks volumes and I'm externally grateful as well.
0: (laughs) (laughs) Well, thank you both for making this a Jen show. Yes. (laughs) (laughs) My birthday is coming up, so I guess it's a good way to to celebrate mom. Anything you want to add?
2: (laughs) Oh, I just want to say thank you for, you know, For doing this show, you know, I hope it helps with your podcasts. You
0: know, (laughs) thanks, mom. I appreciate that. (laughs) Yeah. (laughs) Okay. Cool. Cool. So, you know, the heart of the show is to again going back to that that the show we want it to be a mirror for our listeners to see themselves in our stories and our lessons. So, I want to go ahead and pivot. So sister and mom, I told you both. Uh, By the way, Nani, I just thought I'd share a random fact to you and our listeners. The closest people in my life, I give them like nouns. So my sister, I call her sister. Mom, I I call her mom. My best friend, I just call him best friend. Like I don't even say his name. So I just thought I'd, (laughs) in case you're wondering like why I'm not calling them by their names. it's just You say John though. I do say John I do say John my brother my brother he's different though it's I mean I'm not saying I'm not close to him but it's just that I've I don't know uh, yeah anyway good point you got me there okay, okay so, so eventually you're gonna start calling me co-host is what you <laughs> might. I might yeah exactly that my like, co-host go ahead like that might happen. but for the sake of our listeners who can't see us I have to call you Nani so <laughs> oh yeah that's true <laughs> But, you know, definitely in conversation with other people, I always say like, oh, my co-host this, my co-host that. Anyway, so fun fact. All right. So really the heart of the show is to share a life lesson and a story that aligns or that inspired that life lesson. So I wanted to start with mom because, because it's mom. So mom, do you have a lesson that you want to share with us today? So this could be a lesson, a mantra, a quote, a Bible verse. Do you have any that you want to share with us today?
2: I can share my diagnosis of my health. Mm -hmm. That my health is my most valuable asset right now. Mm -hmm. So I was diagnosed with diabetes in February, and then I, uh, you know, it's just like a wake up call for me to change my lifestyle. Mm -hmm. And, you know, I start to wake up early to walk three to five miles. I eat healthy food and Have plenty of sleep or rest every day. You know, I take advantage of this quarantine, my Mm -hmm. teleworking at home. I have a chance to do that. And now I have, uh, you know, weight like 110 pounds. I start from 130 and now I'm 110. So I lost 20 pounds. So I'm trying to keep it that way, you know. Mm -hmm. So this is my uh, building healthy habits. You know, so trying to keep moving, you know, every day by doing my garden every afternoon after my teleworking and, you know, cooking healthy food on my food. I just bake it, boil it, or I just gonna steam it. <laughs> mm-hmm. Yeah, I'm trying not to eat, you know, unhealthy food so I can maintain it. So uh for my... uh When I find out that I have a diabetes, you know, it's just like, you know, I want to continue and, you know, as long as I live, I hope. Because in my family, my mom is diabetic Mm -hmm. and she passed away with all those, all the illnesses, Mm -hmm. with uh, complications, with the diabetes. So it's like, you know, I'm going to be 63 next uh, April, so yeah. You know, I hope I could live longer because with this illness it's like inherited. Because mm-hmm. she got it, this illness, when she was like 60. Mm-hmm. Even my dad, my dad, I hope I could get his gene. He has it, but he's still alive right now. He's like 96. Wow. Yep. Yeah. And he's still living. Yeah. So, and he's healthy right now. So, but he has these illnesses. Mm-hmm. Yeah. So hopefully I could live longer like you know like my dad <laughs> yes live <Yeah>. long mom <laughs> and I hope you know I could pass it to you you know with you Josephine and Jennifer that you could start early you know to yeah. what's yeah. your what's healthy diet <laughs> uh, yeah yeah I talk about ice cream yeah as I talk, <laughs> well, as I, yeah I, I drank
0: I like literally every day this week <laughs> no, it's so funny because we actually like switch weight because I haven't weighed myself, but I'm pretty sure I'm like in the 130s area right now <laughs> with my weight. And yeah, mom, thank you, you know, so much for sharing that and reminding us that, you know, health is really our greatest asset. And I heard a quote before that said some people spend all their lives to gain wealth only to use that wealth to pay back for their health because they've given up their health to, you know, be wealthy. And, you know, it's very inspiring to know that grandpa is still alive. He's, you know, ninety six. I, I didn't even realize. Like, I felt like the last time I heard from, I heard about him, he was ninety two. So, like, ninety six is just amazing, and I'm very proud of you for really. Responding to that wake up call when you were diagnosed with diabetes to really take care of your health. And, you know, sister and I want to keep you around. So I'm very happy for you to continue to be around. (laughs) And I hope you live as long as grandpa, if not longer. And yeah, it's just a good reminder, even for me to take care of my health which I'm not (laughs) doing a great job at like at all right now anyway that's it I'm actually going to get into swimming but that's a conversation for another time so but yeah thank you mom for sharing sister I thought I'd check in see if you had any thoughts about what mom said yeah I love the
1: great sense of discipline thank you for demonstrating that and I love that you keep us involved with all of your progress. You send pictures. Yeah, there was a point during quarantine where every day you would go on a walk and send us a picture. And I'm just like, oh, that's water. my mom. Yeah. 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 <laughs> um, look at her walking. Yeah. yeah. Um, and I love that. I love to see it. I am full support of it. And I also want to note how you know health is is the full picture and you know mom you practice gratitude Mm -hmm. you have such a great like work-life balance and you're on your feet and you I think you just do a good job of keeping the full spectrum of health in mind as you carry
0: yourself and I love that
2: yeah thanks
0: (laughs) 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 Nani thought I'd check in with you before we ask my sister her life lesson Yeah.
3: When you said you're taking walks every day, I didn't realize you're doing three to five miles. That's a long walk. (laughs) It's uh, inspirational to hear everything that you're doing in quarantine because I think the rest of us are going the opposite way and not taking good care of our health like Jen had said. Yep. So yeah, a couple of years ago, my dad had like a clogged artery or something where he had to get a stint put in his heart. Mm. And that was a wake up call for him. So he, you know, went through that a couple years ago, you know, really getting it together, exercising and eating healthy, and turning it around. So I know, you know, how impactful it can be to get one of those wake up calls and just really happy to hear how you're responding to it. Thanks.
0: You're welcome, mom. All right, sister. So shifting okay. gears here. Really excited for you. I mean, I'm excited for. I've been excited about this whole conversation. But your turn. So share with us what is a life lesson you want to share today, Oof. or if you have a number of them. If there's a couple, you yeah. I guess if uh, I guess I like, give a couple. Yeah, I'll, <laughs> give as many I, as you want. <laughs> I'm gonna
1: re-highlight the being dedicated about your own healing. That's mm-hmm. one. Or committed to your own healing. Two is the creating. Rewriting the narrative mm-hmm. of your life, or whatever you tell yourself about yourself. But then three is really, I guess, what I touched upon earlier as well is a great sense of gratitude as a practice. Ooh, I <laughs> just like, okay. <laughs> I think I'm kind of like, oh man, I'm gonna, <laughs> I'm gonna share the news. My sister and I have talked about creating a separate show or like a segment of the show to talk about our father, and it's been, you know, such a huge not necessarily a wake-up call, but just an enlightening that really put our lives into perspective, or at least put my life into perspective. And so we grew up believing that our father went missing. I was six at the time. And I was very, I guess, I don't want to say numb, but I was just, I just didn't think much about it. Growing up, I just didn't think that not having a dad was, you know, I felt normal, whatever normal was. I didn't feel like it was a huge deterrent to me living my life and then it wasn't until last yeah last year as well so many things happened last year so many huge things happened last year but it was until last year I went to a survival art the first kind of survival arts retreat where we practice the Kiti Tersha Kali uh, Filipino fighting arts and it was like a women of color, non-gender conforming people together, learning about survival, learning about decolonization, led by Jamie and Jaina, or want to get all their names in. <laughs> I yes. feel like I've name-dropping a lot. But. <laughs> but anyway, it was primarily filipino Pilipinics, but it was open as well. But there was a moment where we had this meditation and like just all of a sudden I felt this huge hole. In my Mm -hmm. sense of self. Mm -hmm. And I was like looking more into it. And, you know, I realized that, wow, like I actually do want to know my father. I do want to know the story of my father. And then I kept that to myself for a while. And I was like, oh, I want to investigate his death or his passing. And I didn't tell my sister for a while. And I should have told her earlier because that was something that she always wanted to do. And whenever (laughs) she would bring it, yeah, I know, I'm sorry. Whenever (laughs) you would bring it up, I would be like, not interested. And I apologize, you know, I mean, obviously, I needed to come to it myself. But I apologize that you felt so alone and that yearning for knowledge and yearning for like who we are as a family long story short, went on this journey. We found out that my godfather was my dad's best friend, who was the last person to see my dad on the Navy ship. And he lived in San Diego this whole time. (laughs) And so he probably had answers. And yeah, long story short, we started interviewing family members, interviewing my mom and my uncle. And where we are right now in the process is that it's highly likely that my father committed suicide. And that was something that never occurred to me. And, you know, we never really talked about my dad at all. And just knowing that was so heavy. I was extremely angry for a couple of days. And then that turned into grief. And then that turned into, I don't want to switch too soon, but it turned into a celebration. It turned into me really being grateful for my life and where my family is now and like what this means to actually know what my father was going through. And, you know, there's so many questions we still have and so many more family members to talk to, but just knowing the life that we were given and what my father experienced put into perspective, like the magic in the everyday. Mm. And I was lucky enough to be able to go to the Philippines like a month after finding out that news. And it just really, I really held myself differently. And I really like opened myself up to so much more love and so much more joy and so much more just passion for living. Yeah, and of course, as we say, it's like a continuous journey of healing and understanding. Again, it's brought our family so much closer. It's brought me to be more confident or accepting of who I am and who my family is and, and just a greater sense of grounding.
3: I love that you're able to find such like celebration and healing through like working through that trauma and uncovering your dad's story. It's uh, I just wanted to throw in there. That's really beautiful.
0: Yeah. Wow. So many feelings. Yeah. You know, I think 2019 was a very pivotal year for you, a very transformative year with like raised Panay and, you know, seeking out your own healing and personal development and, you know, to the point where you wanted to know about dad. And, you know, just like, as you mentioned, even though we all were raised in the same house, we were raised differently or we had different experiences. And, you know, I, whew, okay. And, you know, for me, it's like, you know, dad was that like I felt really connected with him, like emotionally, you know, out of everyone in our family. Whoa. Okay. Okay. Give me a second, Dennis. <laughs> <our editor>. um, <laughs> yeah. Anyway, what I'm trying to say is that I had a very special relationship with dad. I felt like I did. And, you know, a lot of my life afterward, after losing dad was to, I guess, give everyone else what he gave me, which is really that. Yeah. Just that emotional availability, that undivided attention. You know, I've always been that growing up. I was definitely that friend that everyone like felt comfortable opening up to, but that's because I was hoping that if I had people open up to me, I could open up to them, you know, it was kind of part of my strategy to get people to trust me. <laughs> and in a way it still is today. Obviously I, I think I've, I've kind of like mastered it. Or I You know, I continue to improve upon it because I think more people need to know that their story doesn't define them or whatever narrative they're telling themselves, they they have the power to rewrite it. And because I wasn't sure how to talk about it with our family, I definitely internalized it and, you know, sought out answers in my own way. So when you had come up to me and said that you wanted to learn about dad's story, I was so ready for it. I think I told Nani, I told you about it as well. I was like, oh, my sister wants to learn about dad. Yeah. And, and I remember, I'm so glad it came at the time that it did because I already had experience with podcasting and like how to ask questions and, you know, start conversations. Like I felt like, you know, I was prepared for this so that whatever we learned about dad, I would be ready for it. And so when we did find out that he may have had a history of depression and suicidal ideation and even attempted when I was one years old, I was able to receive that in a healthy manner rather than say, oh my God, my dad didn't love me enough that he tried to take his life when I was one, he didn't, you know, I could have, I could have easily had told myself that story, but because of all the inner work I had done at that point, I was ready for it. And even now, you know, I told this to my sister. And, you know, mom knows this as well, but I'm very much strange to a lot of our family members. But I told my sister that if talking to our family members is what you need to learn about dad's story, like I'm willing to go through that inner work for myself to show up and, you know, like find common ground and talk to them because, you know, now that, now that dad's story is important to you, it's especially important to me. So thank you for sharing that. I, I almost thought we weren't going to touch upon that today <laughs> in our conversation. So it means a lot to me that you brought up dad, considering this is a family show <laughs> right now. So I'm curious, mom, if you had any thoughts about <laughs> what we talked about so far about dad.
2: Mom? Yeah. Uh, October is his um, 21st uh, death anniversary. Mm-hmm. October 19, last October. Two months ago, I mean, last month. So, uh, you know, it's still lingering in my mind, you know, what he's been through uh, during those years Mm -hmm. that uh, we've been together. So, you know, he's like in the military and, you know, always away, always deployed because he's always on the ship. So Mm it's going to be, I think it's hard for him to, uh, Stay away with his family, I think, uh, with two young babies during that time. So, you know, we bought, during that time, I'm just staying home and we live in Japan. We stationed there or during that time, we stationed there in Yokohama for four years. And then we moved to Yokosuka for another two years until we, came back here in San Diego. And then after that, after staying here three years, and that's when uh, Josephine was born in 1993. Mm-hmm. We went back to <laughs> Japan again in, in 1996. And then that's when uh, he was, he passed like in 1996 when we stationed back to Japan for the second time because we have two uh, station or uh, he went to Japan again for the second time. Without his family, and then we we followed him, like me and Jennifer and Jan. I think three of us. Josephine was born already when we followed him. So I think that's when he start, you know, getting all the the burden and you know the job, family. That's why. Mm-hmm. So I don't know what happened in his mind when during that time. Mm-hmm. So they just, you know. They just told me what happened. With the, uh, the two chaplain came over to tell me the bad news. And they investigated, like, for a couple of months. Mm. They, yeah, so, but, you know, they didn't find out anything. So that, you know, if he's still alive or something, he's, you know, he was somewhere else. They tried to keep track on his, you know, if he's somewhere else, he was... In the other country, so and then you didn't we didn't find out anything, so that's why it's just there's no closure yeah. at that time. Yeah, thanks for sharing, mom. Mm-hmm. Wow,
0: I always feel like whenever we talk about dad, you you like reveal more. <laughs> there was like some yeah. pieces in there. I was like, oh, I didn't know that. I didn't know the investigation went on for yeah. months. Like I knew they had a search crew for three days, but I didn't know you know know that story. And you know, it's that big question mark that has been a part of my identity for the majority of my life, you know, and I feel fortunate to had come to a place with enough help and support to learn that it's okay to not know all the answers sometimes, like sometimes like our life isn't meant to always find the answers. Like sometimes we find out afterward, you know, it's about living life today, despite what we know and what, you know, what we don't know. And so that was a big lesson I learned from, you know, the loss of dad and everything. But thanks mom for sharing. Really appreciate it. You bet <laughs> <laughs> Yeah. Sister, just thought I'd check in with you if you had any thoughts on what mom shared. Yeah, it's definitely been
1: difficult trying to ask the right questions or figure out what people were thinking or what they were feeling. It's difficult to hear kind of just like the facts and the timeline of things, but not the emotions. And it's just something to accept that, you know, not everyone remembers things or wants to remember (laughs) the feelings of it. Um, And that makes a lot of sense. And that's exactly what you said, something that I've just come to accept. It was definitely frustrating in the beginning to not get the answers or not know how to ask in the right way to get the answers. But like we've been saying, it's just a journey of healing. And I've also come to a place of acceptance that I won't have the full picture, but and gratitude that I do know so much more than I did Mm -hmm. a year ago.
0: Yeah, wow. Um, Nani, (laughs) you've heard a lot about our family history now (laughs) that you probably weren't expecting. So I thought I'd get your
3: thoughts. Yeah, no, I feel just really grateful to be a part of this conversation with you guys. And I know that, you know, I can't imagine what it must have felt like to already have been separated from your husband, you know, because he was being deployed because he was in the military, but for it to end that way with two or three small children that you had at the time to be left alone with that, I can't imagine what you must have been feeling. So thank you for sharing that. And I know that it is probably painful for all of you guys to talk about. But again, we find healing through having these hard conversations and uncovering those small bits and pieces that we didn't know before. And the more we talk about it, the more we'll find those. So again, I just am really grateful to be a part of this conversation with you guys.
0: Yeah. Well, thanks for being here, Nani. Yeah. Um, Well, let's go ahead and start to wrap up. I know that we've been talking a little over the hour now and I know that we all have lives here and and Nani and I have to finish a recording. (laughs) But so... You know, mom and sister, I just want to thank you both for being so open and vulnerable with us today and, you know, saying yes to my invitation to be on the show. I've looked forward to this for a very long time and I'm glad that it had turned out the way that it did. Mm -hmm. So before we continue on and kind of pivot to a more hopeful note, I just want to check in with you, sister, first. If there's anything else you wanted to share or anything else you wanted to add to what we had talked about so far.
1: Yeah, I want to give my own personal shout out to mom. Oh, I wanted to highlight back when you started Tifa Project, me and mom were traveling in Rome. (laughs) And, And I asked you, mom, I asked you like, oh, can I interview you for Sister's show? And you told me things like that that I should interview like Auntie Uncle Roger and Auntie Elma because they're more successful or whatever. And that really struck me. And I was, we were in line for something, and I just like teared up a bit because I was like, Mom, like you're so accomplished, and I love you so much, and I'm so proud of you, and you're so tough. And I wanted to like shake you and be like, <laughs> you're incredible and like you're such an amazing mother and you've you know experienced and held your own for so long and yeah I just have to I have to say that and I'm sorry that I haven't said that in person but I love you so much and I think you're so strong and I'm so grateful for how you raised us and the environment you allowed us to grow up in thank you thank you You make me cry. Oh,
0: good, good. Yes, we did whenever, it. Whenever you become,
1: like I was like earlier, I was like, oh my God, is she going to get emotional? Like when you're talking about dad and I was like, oh, thank God, because I, you know, I want, I want to see that side of you that I haven't seen before. So I'm happy. Of course, thank you, sister and Nani for opening up this space and inviting us to have these conversations that we've never had.
0: Yeah. Yeah, it, it takes a it, it takes a podcast for us to be honest, but in person we're just like eh, so all surface level questions. Like, I'm just kidding. That's not, that's not no, always the okay. case. Yeah. I
3: think I think most of our families are that way.
0: Yeah. Well, I want to ride on the mom train here, and you know, just <laughs> acknowledge mom for, you know, we're all strong because of you, mom. I can deal with blunt people because of you. (laughs) You know, I've been able to find my own strength within myself because of you. You've really modeled. Of course, I would always wish that you opened up to us more emotionally, but I have a feeling why you did that. You had to be strong for us. You had to raise us. And, you know, of all the things that we've been through, all the things I've put you through in my teenage years, (laughs) I just want to thank you for your unconditional love for us and just you know it means so much to me that whenever we talk even as a family you speak nothing but gratitude you know just how grateful for you are for your health and how you've you know been in government working in government for 30 years now and you know you're always counting your blessings you're always saying blessed that's like your number one word on Facebook <laughs> and and I think it's because of your you know it's because of your example that I always look for gratitude. I'm always looking at the brighter side of things because it's like, I can never imagine what it's like to have gone through what you went through, you know, with dad. And so it it just... I'm just always grateful knowing where I came from. And, you know, I could say that like in a more positive way, like don't ask me 10 years ago how I felt, but I'm just saying I'm glad I got to. (laughs) Josephine's nodding. (laughs) But it just I'm just so grateful for you, mom. We love you so much. And, you know, we may not see each other during the holidays, but I hope that in this conversation we were able to kind of celebrate the holidays together. So so thank you for being here. And I know this is completely abnormal for you to be on a show like this. So I want to thank you again for yeah for being on so thanks mom love
2: thank you. you you make me cry yes, yes. <laughs> okay. all right all right well thank let's you go so ahead. much thank you so much Nani. thank <laughs> you so much jen thank you so much josephine <laughs> i love you all yes
0: thank Bye. you mom
2: Bye. we love you too yeah. yeah
0: well let's go ahead and and uh, wrap up on a positive note here and uh, you know 2021 is just right around the corner And obviously we don't know what the future holds, but I just thought each of us can share maybe our hopes. You could either share like what you're grateful for, or like your hopes for 2021. So who would like to go first? I'll go first. Okay, (laughs) Nani.
3: I am looking forward in 2021 to hopefully having more conversations like this and just really learning how to stay present in my vulnerability. I think that is what the gem that I'm taking away from all of you guys today and how I really hope to
0: communicate with my family in the future or moving forward wow that is that's powerful nani and i'm i'm glad that uh eavesdropping in our conversation inspired you to (laughs) yeah to do something like that um yeah thank you for sharing sister
2: or mom yeah i'm uh hoping that you can still continue to uh do your success on your podcasting with nani and whoever wants to join you and i hope there's more people you know get involved with your business. And, well, thanks, Mom. You know, and I wish you have a happy life together with Scott. Oh, yeah.
0: Yeah, it's going all right. Husband. <laughs> with the husband. <laughs> thanks, Mom. Yeah, it's been going great. He's cool. <laughs> Sister? Okay,
1: well one one thing I hope for and looking forward to is being in person with y'all.
0: Yeah. (laughs) One day.
1: One um, day. (laughs) I'm looking yeah, I'm looking forward to being in person with people. I'm looking forward to a successful job hunt. (laughs) And looking forward to looking forward to love.
2: I'm gonna speak that into existence i'm looking forward to love yes, yes. yeah i i pray for you josephine oh thanks mom <laughs> <laughs> one day
0: because <laughs> sister is the sister is the only single one right now so that's why that's why mom's praying for her
2: yeah yeah it's gonna come okay. <laughs> thank you
0: yeah yeah oh my god It's too good I guess I'll wrap up. Yeah, I just a little bit uh, to piggyback off of what Nani said. I um, affirmed that what we're doing is good, is right. It's helpful. And so I hope to continue doing this. I hope to continue inspiring people to come to our space here and know that they can be themselves and feel seen, heard and validated, whether it's here or they're so inspired that they do it in their own way. Because as we know, Nani, some people have met, you know, through our network and created their own stuff, which has been really beautiful to see. But that's my hope is despite everything that's going on or Because of everything that's going on, I hope that for 2021, we continue to have raw, vulnerable conversations. You know, a clear example is the conversation around politics. It could be so polarizing nowadays, you know. And Nani and I have had our conversation (laughs) around that just recently. And it's my hope that. You know, if we have more conversations like this or have a space like this, even if we have opposing ideas or beliefs that we can talk about it in a very loving way and still come together at the end, I have to give a shout out to one of my girlfriends, Giselle, because she too, we also had a very heavy conversation recently, but I feel so fortunate because we touched base again just last night. And I remember just saying to her, like, you know, politics and all of that aside, current events, I don't ever want that to get in the way of what I have with you because you know, like if I know I need someone, I know you're going to be there for me, you know, despite our opposing beliefs. And so, you know, I just hope that we can continue to have compassionate, healthy, open conversations. And, you know, if this show is a start of that, if the show is a catalyst for other people to do the same, then I'm glad. And so I hope that 2021 will be a more fruitful, heartfelt, humanizing year for all of us. And obviously, whatever the next normal looks like, you know, hopefully when we meet in person again. I can give people big hugs. I think that's yes. what I want for 2021. Yes. is hugs big, long <laughs> hugs and we maybe inappropriate, hugs. maybe inappropriate kisses on the cheek. It's like, let me just kiss you on the cheek. Like I don't I'm not that kind of social person, but let me do it. <laughs> yes. Awesome. Well, on that note, any other closing thoughts from anyone before we wrap up?.
2: Oh, love, love you. love you, all. Oh, love you mom. I love you all. Yeah, I hope to. S- I hope to see you all Thanks, soon. Mom. <laughs> yeah, maybe, awesome. uh, maybe we jos- can do holidays maybe in February. Pebbra- yeah. yeah,
0: yeah, yeah. Maybe
2: on Josephine's birthday next year.
0: Yeah, that would be Pebbra really cool. February is gonna
2: do It's gonna be fun to travel.
0: Hope so. Yeah, crossing fingers. All right. Well, let me go ahead and wrap this up. Nani, thank you again for co-hosting with me as always and for hanging out with my family today. (laughs) Yes. Thank you for letting me. Thank you, Nani. uh, Yeah. No, thank you
3: guys for being here. This was so much fun. And I'm glad that I finally got to at least virtually meet
2: you. (laughs) Mm -hmm. Yeah. I'm going to listen to your podcast. Yay. Both of you again. Finally, (laughs) let us
3: know what you think. Let us know what you
2: think yeah yeah sure. they're all pretty good <laughs> oh
0: good i'm glad i'm glad I, I like i like
2: it yeah i like <laughs> Thank you. i like all your conversation with other people you know they're all every experiences i learned a lot you know
0: oh good them. yeah i'm glad to you know. listen yeah. yeah thanks mom <laughs> Awesome. And yeah, thank you, mom. And also sister, thank you for being here today as well. I've like, I've thoroughly enjoyed this conversation with everyone. Yes, same. Okay. All right. And to our listeners, happy holidays. Thank you so much for being here. I hope that, you know, you had a chance to learn a little bit more about my family and why I do what I do today. And with that said, thank you all so much for joining us. You know, my mom and my sister are not, I don't know if they're very active on social. I'll ask them after the fact if they want to be contacted. But anyway, (laughs) Thank you. Thank you all so much for listening. Happy holidays. Love your family. Love yourself. And we'll chat with you in the next episode. Tune in next time.
2: Bye. Bye. Love you. (laughs)
0: Love you guys. Bye.